Star Wars 7x7 episode 2241. Yesterday we talked about the winners of The Last Jedi, the characters whose fortunes were most improved as a result of the events of that movie. Today we're going to talk about the losers of The Last Jedi. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy, and thank you so much for joining me for it. So, the losers of The Last Jedi, the characters whose fortunes were worsened by the events of the movie. That's what we're going to be talking about today, and we're going to start with a character who appeared on the losers list for The Force Awakens, so things are really not going well for this character, and that is Maz Kanata. So, when we last saw Maz in The Force Awakens, her castle had been destroyed by the First Order, and we thought, all right, yeah, you know, she's been a pirate for you know, who knows how long. She's a thousand years old. She'll be all right. You know, obviously, it's awful that her castle is destroyed, and she's going to have to deal with the fallout from that. But for the brief time that we see her in The Last Jedi, she is in the middle of a labor dispute. I mean, really? A labor dispute? That's at least how she is categorizing it. And this labor dispute involves blasters and jetpacks and all that. So, yeah, I gotta say, Maz Kanata's second millennium is not going very well for her at all. So, yeah, she takes seventh place on the losers list. In sixth place on the losers list, I have Captain Phasma. So, Phasma, it turned out, managed to survive the events of The Force Awakens, which was a shock, except, you know, for the fact that we knew she had been cast in the movie, so we already knew she was coming, right? And we'd seen her in trailers and whatnot, and at Star Wars Celebration Orlando, so yeah, we already knew that was coming. So that was a positive for her, and it seemed like things were going to get better when she had the Traitor FN2187 in her grasp again, but it all went to heck, and not only did she not have the opportunity to make FN2187 pay for his crimes, but he actually managed to best her, and the last we see of her, she is falling down a fiery pit. You know, I have to say that I thought that there was a chance she would actually survive that too. I mean, you know, she survived the events of The Force Awakens, the, you know, presumption of having been stuffed down a garbage chute into a trash compactor. So, yeah, I thought she might be able to survive this as well. But, I mean, it's, you know, an even worse fate, comparatively speaking, than what she was subjected to in The Force Awakens. Now, we don't do this too often, or we didn't do it too often in the, uh, previous episodes for winners and losers, but there's a joint award for the number five spot, and that is resistance leadership. So it was bad enough that the New Republic leadership was all destroyed in The Force Awakens. There you know, was precious little in the way of leadership left for the resistance by the time The Last Jedi starts off. And by the end of it, it's pretty much all but wiped out, including the late lamented Admiral Akbar, who was was blown out of the command center with the attack by Kylo Ren's wingmates on the Rattus. But it wasn't just Admiral Akbar; it was pretty much the entire senior staff that was blown out of the bridge by that attack from Kylo Ren's wingmates. And Vice Admiral Holdo later on is lost as well, so 
pretty much the entire resistance leadership is whittled down to just General Leia Organa. So the rest of the resistance leadership, ugh, yeah, that's a bad day. Now, yesterday when we were talking about the winners from The Last Jedi, we noted that with middle movies in Star Wars trilogies, these victories don't necessarily come cleanly, right? There's a cost. There's a price to be paid. There is, you know, a little bittersweet note, a minor key note in with the major key success. And by the same token, for the losses that happen in middle movies, there tends to be some sort of silver lining, tends to be some sort of shot at redemption, but there is a lot of negative that happens and just, you know, a little bit of positive that helps to, you know, kind of at least add a ray of hope, if you will, to the proceedings. And so one of those characters uh, where it happens like that is number four on the list, and that is Luke Skywalker. So from his perspective, he went to that island to die. He means to be left alone until he keels over, and he does not get that wish. So already things are not going his way. And he is resistant to Rey, even though he manages to teach her a thing or two about the Force or about the Jedi, you know, he ultimately does not go along with her entreaties to come back to the Resistance and support his sister in her fight against the First Order. And when he refuses the final call that Rey gives him, he decides, all right, that's it. I'm just going to burn this Jedi library tree down and be done with it all and can't manage to convince himself to do it. So Yoda burns it down for him anyway. And he is just appalled. He, of course, doesn't know that the books have been taken by Rey, but he is appalled and horrified. And Yoda has to give him the bad news that he didn't impart all the lessons that he was supposed to impart to his students, particularly the lessons about failure and about it being one of the most powerful teachers. So yeah, there's a lot of failure for Luke, not just in his past history, but also in The Last Jedi. But he is able to do one final redemptive thing, which is able to save the lives of what little that remains of the resistance. Now, someone else who also has a wealth of bad experiences, but still has a redemptive moment, is in the number three spot on the losers list, and that is Poe Dameron. So his story starts out pretty good, at least for him. Like, he is very excited about the fact that he was able to lead an attack that brought down a dreadnought. And, you know, we've talked on the podcast before, you and I, about the, you know, conflicting feelings that you can have about that situation. The fact that he disobeyed Leia's orders and they lost so many pilots as a result and, you know, was that too great a cost? But then again, if the Dreadnought had survived, then it would have been able to follow them to the middle of nowhere. And that cannon would have been powerful enough to punch through the Radis' shields and have eliminated the resistance once and for all. They wouldn't have been able to run fast enough from the power of that cannon. So... Yeah, oh, the balance, oh, it's tough. But anyway, Dameron's day goes way downhill from there. When he gets back onto the Radis, he is demoted, and then they're attacked, and his ship is blown up. So this is actually now the second X-Wing that he's lost. He's lost one in each movie. And he, he was sidelined by the new commanding officer, gets so antsy that he actually cooks up essentially a treasonous plot to 
overthrow his commanding officer and mutinies against her eventually, authorizes a need-to-know mission that she doesn't need to know about, which goes horribly awry and ends up exposing the resistance so that the few forces that survived get wiped out even further. I believe there were 30 transports that launched from the Radis, and only six of them actually made planetfall on a crate. Now, was that entirely directly his fault? Eh, you know, like circumstantial and, you know, Finn and Rose having the conversation and not keeping an eye on DJ and making sure he wasn't listening. So yeah, there's a little blame to go around, but ultimately I think this one kind of lands at Poe's feet because Rose and Finn would never have been with DJ if he hadn't sent him off on this mission. And he had just like listened to his commanding officer and did what you know he was being asked to do. Those 30 ships probably would have all made it to Crate and safely just like the plan was supposed to be. But he does get his moment of redemption at the end. Leia hasn't given up on him. She's trying to teach him because she knows that he is going to be among the next generation of leaders and she can't just give up on him. She manages to get him to a point where he's able to take action in a way that makes sense. And so yes, he gets a bit of his luster back by the end of the movie. In second place is General Hux, who was actually doing pretty well after the events of The Force Awakens. But all of that comes crashing down in The Last Jedi. It starts off pretty quickly when the Resistance is able to escape and he has to be banged around by Supreme Leader Snoke. He thinks that he has gotten the better of the situation and is smirking very smugly as he walks by Kylo Ren on the Supremacy, having informed Snoke that they have the Resistance by a string. Who isn't that exciting? And he's able to pick off the Resistance capital ships one by one, but then things go awry because even though Supreme Leader Snoke is obviously more about Kylo Ren than he is about General Hux, He's still Hux's patron in a way, and now he's dead. Kylo Ren was unconscious for a brief time when Hux discovered him, and Hux was thinking about shooting him, but nope. Kylo Ren woke up too late, Huxy, and then got choked for his trouble and put into his place. So now he is no longer the top dog, at least second in command in the First Order. You know, being second in command in the First Order under Supreme Leader Snoke actually meant something cool. Being second in command under Supreme Leader Kylo Ren, not so cool at all. And in fact, Kylo Ren just hates General Hux. So this is not going to go well for Hux at all. He just gets thrown around like a rag doll for the rest of the movie. And that brings us to the number one spot. And before we get there, I'm gonna take a moment to give our friends at Audible a quick shout out and remind you that you can get a free audiobook download and a free 30 day trial if you go to sw7x7.com audible. Hey, you're listening to podcasts, so it stands to reason that you might like to listen to a Star Wars story well told with the full production, like sound effects, music, and great narrators who do fantastic voices for the characters. So check out sw7x7.com audible. If you've never checked out an audiobook, there are thousands upon thousands in general and dozens for Star Wars books, plus probably all the legend stuff too, right? If you ever want to dig into those one more time, it's sw7x7.com audible. And thank you very much for your support. 
All right, so the number one loser in The Last Jedi has to be, at least for me, Supreme Leader Snoke. And as with this or any of the other Winners and Losers episodes, if you have a different list, if you want to mix up the order of losers, if you want to swap losers in and out, let me know what you think at SW7x7.com or wherever there are comments for wherever you catch a note about this episode on social media. So Supreme Leader Snoke thinks that he has everything in his grasp, right? The resistance is about to be wiped out. He has the last Jedi's pseudo-apprentice, right? You know, the person who could possibly have kept the fire of the Jedi alight in the galaxy in his grasp. And Kylo Ren seems to be finally coming over to the dark side and healing whatever wound that split his soul to the bone with killing Han Solo. No, seems like everything is going great. And he knows where Luke Skywalker is now. So he's going to be able to wipe out Luke Skywalker and the light of the Jedi will go out in the galaxy forever. I mean, he is on the cusp of achieving everything that he is set out to do. And to be betrayed by Kylo Ren so mercilessly, so surprisingly. Oh, how the mighty fall, especially when they are cut in half. Now, the last time we saw a dark side force user cut in half like that, he managed to survive in garbage pits for more than a decade and come back to be a terrible menace to the Jedi. So... Yeah, that's not going to happen with Supreme Leader Snoke at all because there's nobody there to put him back together again. So that is the end of Supreme Leader Snoke. Right as he's about to achieve everything, he loses it all. And that's what puts him at the top of the losers list for the characters in The Last Jedi. And that is going to do it for this episode of the show. Thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2020 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.